You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smokin' Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. And it's a special... This is, you know, our probably the last show of the year, our uh, our second, uh, you know, nearly a couple days till Christmas, and we just fa- finished season two of The Mandalorian. Yes, absolutely. And so this week, uh, is we got a, a special cigar to go with The Mandalorian, uh, courtesy of Tim at the Cigar Shop, uh, located in Cumming, Georgia. He, is, he was kind enough to be like... Dude, that episode was badass. You should totally smoke a badass cigar while you're doing it. So, what are you be smoking this week, Brad? Ah, so this week we have the Fuente Opus X 20th Anniversary, aka God's Whisper. Yeah. And this is, um, you know, a little bit different uh, than what we've smoked in the past. So, uh, you know, this is going to be a perfecto, um, and it is going to support a. Dominican wrapper, binder, and filler. Yes, and according to uh, their notes, uh, you can enjoy a truly superb notes of cream, leather, and spice. I mean, anyone who's a fan of the Opus you know, knows about that that spice. But you know, this was one that came out a couple years ago uh, for the Fuente's 20th anniversary and was kind of just a special uh, remix of the... Uh, the Opus X that's kind of like, I don't know, the go-to luxury cigar. Anyone's like, I want to smoke a, a real nice cigar. It's like Opus X is like one of those like top of the list. Well, I mean, uh, it's, it's such a timeless cigar. Brand. And, you know, it just gets so much recognition. I mean, any shop that you go into that has the Opus, I mean, most of the time they're front and center and, you know, really in your face. And, uh... You know, I do like the fact that, you know, sometimes you run across some gems that, uh, you know, of the Opus line and, you know, just Fuente in general. Um, you know, you, you can see a whole shelf of Fuentes and then there'll be something exclusive that you don't see just about at every shop. Yeah, like the, you know, Fuente Anejos are one of those that's like special occasion of cigars. It's like it's, it only comes out like I think once a year. But yeah, Opus so X what? is kind of like the the cigar, uh, or at least you know, in most people's opinion. So it's, to you, what makes the <clears throat> Opus that exclusive, you know, celebratory cigar? Well, it's, you know, not everyone has them. It's kind of one of those, like, you know, can be hard to find. And they're not a cheap smoke, so it's like... Yeah, my everyday smokes are usually in the ten dollar range. When you start getting the Opus, you're getting into twenty six to forty dollars, depending on which one you get. And this one right here is like you know super limited. Uh, pretty much, I think Tim puts out like a box a year at Christmas, and that's yeah. You know, if you don't get one, you know, you're SOL till next Christmas. <laughs> so it's you know, especially this you know particular uh, the Opus Blue uh, is so, you know it's kind of just like a, the, the sought after. You got to get one uh, if you can, and it's and it's there's something I mean we've tried some, I guess uh, luxury cigars before that are that are have a premium price tag, and then you're like, 
eh, this tastes like every other cigar. It's, you know, but this one, it's expensive, yes, but I feel like I'm getting something for my money with an Opus X. It's, it's you know, kind of worth the it's ride. It's that tried and proven, you know, heritage. Oh. It's not, oh, well, we've come out with something new that may or may not be a hit. And, um, you know, I think sometimes, too, the draw is, you know, like this Opus here, I would not dub this a, a powerhouse of a smoke by no means. You know, this is creamy. It's earthy. It, it's got just a touch of spice enough to, you know, excite the palate, but not be, you know, over the top. And Yeah, they, they, they tend to be in the medium range, but have like a tons of just flavor and, and complexity flavor. And, and nuance that goes goes uh through your smoke and just like you know superior construction yeah, too that's what i was about to say yeah the, the instruction i mean the freaking artwork it's it's more of a work of art than just a, a cigar and once again thanks to uh tim and the cigar shop uh go check them out if you're around the coming area uh even yeah, if you're not, is... it is absolutely oh, yeah, worth the drive. Travel to uh, come check them out. So, uh, as we said, we're going to be talking about the the Mando uh, second uh, season. And if you've got to hunt down uh, Imperials, you should call on the Strike Force. StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use your promo code Cigarners for twenty percent off your order. You know, even if your ship gets blown up, they come in little nice little pouches that you can stick in your utility belt. Just make sure you got a backpack for your child. Yeah. The freaking tactical uh, baby Bjorn. <laughs> Maybe you get like a Kydex Yoda holster and stick them in there. Uh, okay, so from here on out, folks, I'm just going to preface. If you have not seen Season 2 of The Mandalorian, just stop what you're doing right now. Don't proceed any further because we're about to spoil the shit out of this oh, yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, we're going to get deep. And with that, stay tuned. You expect me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way. You know this is no place for a child. Welcome back to the podcast in a galaxy far, far away. Eh, we're really not that far away. Oh, yes. The I, I'm pretty sure the Mandalorian is the only thing keeping Disney Plus subscriptions up. <laughs> That's really the only reason I have a Disney Plus <laughs> membership at this point. I mean, there is a lot of nostalgia factor with, you know, the Disney going through the archives. And you know what? Especially if you have kids. But, dude, you know, there's so much Star Wars. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could be like, oh, it's the Mando. But, wait, the Mando now ties into Rebels. It ties into, you know, the Clone Wars. It ties into literally everything. Like, 
before long, Disney and the power of the mouse is just going to supersede everything. There will be no more HBO Max. There will be no more, you know, big screen. It will just be like, so what's coming new on the, the app? Because the last time I saw Star Wars in the big screen, it wasn't near as good as when I watched it on my a little bit smaller screen in my house. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, after I watched, you know, and we'll kind of do like, we'll, we'll get into the, you know, the story. But... I mean, after I watched, like, the final episode, I was like, these two seasons of Mandalorian has been better than the last three Star Wars movies. And, yeah, I mean, like, you know, the, the, the whatever, Skywalker well, I, saga movies. So, what was, what makes it better? I have my take, but, you know, let, let's hear yours. <sighs> the three movies that came out, uh, while not bad, were not great. And... It was, they kind of like put all our heroes and all our, you know, kind of legends aside and were like, oh, here's these new characters that you don't give a shit about. And we're going to try to make you, you know, as a OG Star Wars fan, I'm like, I don't give a fuck about any of these people. And I want to see the Star Wars I know. And but then- with Favreau's, even though it, we've dealt with brand new characters mostly... There's enough tie-ins and references to the old shit, but also it fucking looks like Star Wars. I mean, there's stormtroopers and drama and action that I really didn't feel in like the the new story. And it being instead of being a two-hour movie, it's you know an eight-episode like you know pretty much in you know seven eight-hour movie. They have time to like set up a story and play it out. Whereas especially that last one, like when we said, we did the review of, uh, the last Jedi or rise of Skywalker. I'm like, it just felt rushed. It's well, like they didn't tell enough story and then tried to cram everything in, in the last minute. I, I, I think for me, like you said, you know, your old school star Wars, people listening to our podcast chances are are probably old school star wars but you've got to do something for the new generation and i think that mandalorian has bridged that gap and you know what it didn't do all of the virtual signaling and political correctness yeah there was we a meme. gave people star wars without trying to signal all of these other things. We weren't trying to start a movement. We weren't trying to make a statement. We were legitimately trying to give Star Wars fans an expansive Star Wars universe, places that are often hinted to. But, hey, we never actually showed on the big screen. Whereas yeah. here, we've taken it from the books. We've taken it from the animated stuff. We brought it, we put it in front of your face, and it's been wildly successful. Yeah, and speaking of the, you know, the, it was a, a meme I saw on Facebook today. It was a picture of J.J. Abrams with a quote saying, it's impossible to make something that, for the, you know, classic Star Wars fans and also appeal to the new generation. And then it's uh, Favreau going, yeah, hold my beer. Because <laughs> exactly, this has been like, you, you know, They've saved Star Wars. I think. But, I mean, then again, like, it's not just, you know, John Favreau. I mean, they've brought in multiple directors. They've oh, yeah. brought in multiple writers, you know? Like, they said, hey, we have this expansive sandbox. Let's play in it. And as fans of Star Wars, let's give people actual Star Wars. Yeah, and having, 
Favreau and uh, Dave Filoni as executive producers. And, you know, Dave Filoni wrote and directed a bunch of the Clone Wars, Rebels, even, I think, Resistance. And there's so much stuff in this season that kind of connects back to Clone Wars and Rebels that I'm like, I had to go back before this season came out and just rewatch Clone Wars and Rebels to I'm like, so I could get all the things that were like popping up each week. Especially all the stuff with the Darksaber and Bo-Katan and, and, like, and the other Mandalorians. Like, I just feel like the hooks are getting sunk in deeper and deeper. And, like, there's a new grapple every time something, you know, Disney Plus is like, Hey, Star Wars, oh, let me sink that hook in a little deeper. <laughs> like, you think you're keeping that subscription for the Mandalorian, but wait, there's more. Yeah, I mean, when once we get to uh, news later on, they've dropped a ton of new Marvel and Star Wars stuff coming in the next, you know, couple years on, on the plus. So it's finally going to be worth that, uh, six bucks a month for more than just the Mando. So let's start with episode one, uh, of this season. This one actually directed by Favreau, which has kind of been, you know, his things. Like I'll do the first episode, set it up, and then I'll let other people come in and, and play with my creations and direct separate episodes. But yeah, the Marshall, uh, starring, Timothy Oliphant from freaking Justified. That dude should only play cowboys now. It's like everything I see him in, he's like some kind of cowboy-esque dude. He's either an actual cowboy in Deadwood, or he's a modern-day cowboy in Justified, or he's a freaking space cowboy in (laughs) Tatooine Marshall. (laughs) I just could not help. I mean, you know, this is very much space, you know, a space western. I know people are going to be like, well... You know, there was another really popular space western, but we only got, you know, one season of that. Well, you know what? This sort of gave me those same vibes. And at the same time, like, dude, I can't help but fucking hum these uh, badass soundtracks. (laughs) Yeah. And before we even got to Tatooine, you know, last season, Mando, a.k.a. Din Djarin, was, uh, you know, quested with find... Yoda's or Baby Yoda's pistol people, or we'll find out his real name later on. I mean, basically, we got two seasons of an escort mission. Yeah. But when he rolled up in uh, in that like underground fight club, trying to you know talk to some crime lord that supposedly knew where some Mandalorians were, and they're like, "Ha ha, it's a trap!" And I like you know he's like he's surrounded, and he's like he's, the guy's like, "There's no place for a kid." And he's like, "He goes with me everywhere." He's like, "Yeah, that's what I heard." And then everybody draws guns on him, and then you see the little missiles all light up on his wrist. And the kid just looks over and is like, oh shit, and like closes the dome. Because <laughs> he knows there's about to be some fuckery afoot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and of course, yeah. And that too, when he takes out that guy, he's like, the guy's like, you know, you're going to kill me. He's like, I promise if you tell me, uh, you know, where to find the Mandalorians, I won't kill you. But he's like, okay, there's one on Tatooine. And then he like just walks off and he's like, you said you weren't going to kill me. Oh, I'm, I'm not. not. I'm just going to leave you to be eaten by all these, like, freaking space wolves or whatever the hell they were. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the other thing, too. Like, I love the variety of scenery and, you know, just the different, you know, kind of animals. I mean, you know, like, dude, this would really set the stage for very much a open-world Star Wars game. Like, Yeah, I mean, just the... The like sh- sheer expanse of of all the the 
creatures and plants. Like nothing looks the same as the last planet, you know? And like I said, this, especially this season has been very much hopping around a different place. Yeah, I don't feel quest. like anything uh, and, and, and everything looks unique in the, you know, the, the live, the life forms look unique. And like, when we get to like episode two, when he goes to the water world, like live action, Quarren and Calamari, like we've seen Admiral Akbar, but we've never seen like a bunch of, Dude, I, I've, and I've, I've legit seen calamari. It's been on my plate many times. I <laughs> love it. calamari. It, it, it tastes delicious. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I mean, all right. Like, yeah, I, you wanted to hold off until all the episodes were out so you could binge it. Like, but me, I've been going each week. How much did you like freak the fuck out when the marshal walks in wearing Boba Fett's armor? Oh like, yeah. Like, and, and, <laughs> and you know, I gotta say, like, in an era of spoilers and up-to-the-minute information and everything else, like, how was this kept under wraps? Like, you know, so fucking well, because most major blockbusters, like, well, we're a year from release, and, uh, spoilers, and, uh, oh yeah, your pivotal plot point was just exposed. Whereas, like... Dude, there was so much about this where it's just like, holy shit. I mean, there's little it's things. Mind blowing. And... Like, going back to the nostalgia factor and things that I wish Star Wars would have done this. And it's like, oh, they took my wish list and checked it <laughs> twice. And I guess I was nice because I fucking got it. Uh, yeah, because I was like, when he first walked, you know, he goes into the bartender. He's like, Hi, I'm looking for a Mandalorian. He's like, who? A guy who wears armor like me? Oh, you mean the town marshal? And then he like walks in like somebody looking for me, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, that kind of looks like Boba Fett's armor. Oh no, wait, there's a dent in the helmet. There's a dent in the chest. Holy fuck, that is Boba Fett's armor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he takes off his helmet. And it's obviously not Boba Fett. And uh, I was like, oh, this is just a cock tease. There's no way we're gonna have Boba Fett. I mean, and there was like teasers in season one where you see the the sniper lady that was left for dead on Tatooine, somebody like walks up on her at the end of that episode. And then when, uh, the Mando flies off in the final episode of, uh, season one, there's somebody, you see boots as somebody's kind of watching him leave. And, it, uh, and it's like, man, I wonder if that's Boba Fett. That's gotta be Boba Fett. And then we get this and I'm like, Oh fuck, ain't no Boba Fett. And then at the end of this episode, you get like, the, you, you know, as he's flying off again, you see some dude who looks like a sand person and he turned around and it's the same actor who played Django Fett, all the clones, yes. which of course Fett was a clone. So he, and he's like all scarred up and shit. And I'm like, holy fuck, it is Boba Fett. <laughs> well, and I, I kind of thought, you know, even before that, you know, when they go into battle and they, they, you know, uh, I forgot what the dragon was. Yeah, uh, the uh, um, oh, fuck uh, whatever the big crate ass- dragon. Yeah, the crate dragon. Which I've heard of that. You know, we played him in uh, Knights of the Old Republic. I think we had. To- but have never seen one in real life. And it's like, oh, that's a freaking Graboid on steroids. That thing is fucking huge. Well, I mean, like, I, I was like, I love the fact that they tease because it's like, well, there's nothing in a, you know, Scarlet Pit. And it's like, well, what if it consumed the pit? And it's like, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, if that thing can eat a Sarlacc, which is like the biggest thing we've, we've, nastiest thing we've seen, it's like, oh, damn. And, when it, and it's such, like, they're like, the sand people give it a bantha to like, so to leave their alone. And it just ignores the bantha and goes, eats the sand person. <laughs> He's like, 
oh, that dude's a dick. <laughs> but the the kind of the you know interaction, that whole standoff between because you know as we find out later on that the I guess clan that the Mando grew up in never revealed their face, but that's not a a rule for all of Mandalorians. It's like you know they're like no, they're, there's other. Other followers like, that we have like, their own our own what, code. So would that be like different sex then? I guess pretty much. Like from what they say later on, that he's part of the the uh, Brothers of the Watch or whatever, which apparently descended from the Night Watch, which was Game of a Thrones. Group of, <laughs> but they were <laughs> but a group of uh, legitimately like there was <clears throat> not Night Watch, Death Watch, but they were a group of Mandalorians that thought the Mandalorians were getting too civilized and they wanted to go back to the old ways. And there was kind of a Mandalorian civil war at one point. That we, as we saw some in the uh, the Clone Wars series, um, but yeah, it's so it's like he's like, oh no, that's just a rule for them. The rest of us, like, we can take our helmets off. We're not we're not that stuck up about it. <laughs> but yeah, when he's like having that, you know, he's like that armor doesn't belong to you, and he's like, and you know, they're they're look they're it looks like they're, it's like this is the most Western episode because it looks like they're about to draw down on each other, and finally the marshal looks over at the kid and is like, are we really gonna do this in front of the kid? He's like, he's seen worse. <laughs> <laughs> It was like such a Clint Eastwood. Uh, yes, thing absolutely. To say. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it just it felt awesome, you know. And, and I mean, even the build up too, you know. I, I love the the fact that you know Mando's just basically like, "Hey, gather your townspeople because we need reinforcements, and it they're going to really... have to work with some people that they're not going to want to work with. But if we don't work together, we're all going to fucking die here." It really reminded me of the, uh, how was it, the, uh, not the Dirty Dozen, uh, the, the Western with, uh, we did the episode on with, uh, uh, Denzel Washington. Oh, fuck. Uh. The Something Six. Oh, yeah, the, um, oh, fuck. Or, no, the Magnificent, the Magnificent Seven. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Magnificent, Fuck. Like, it's been AKA so long since Samurai. I've watched yeah. that. Like, but yeah, it really reminded me kind of the plot of Magnificent Seven. You know? <laughs> uh, but and you know, he's like, all right, he's like, I'll, I'll make you a deal. You help me kill this giant, and uh, you can have the armor. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I really wanted to see him pop back up at some point, and he didn't. He did not return. Maybe next uh, next season. Yeah, I think there's still a lot of room left for some folks to reappear. But then we get episode two, the passenger, which uh, you know his his mechanic friend is like, "Hey, I found somebody that says they know how to find a Mandalorian." There's one. I'm on... just, f- I, I'm amazed by the fact that he let the droids actually repair his ship. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, because after you know, uh, <laughs> uh, fucking IG Eleven saved his ass. He's like, "All right, you know, maybe, not all maybe droids they're, are bad. They're not all assholes." <laughs> but uh, but one ends up with the vacuum line stuck to his face. <laughs> Yeah, the the second episode of the season of the Pasture, right? Which actually directed by Peyton uh, Reed, who is a big time Marvel director. He directed both of the Ant Man movies, so it was like I was like, oh shit! I mean, they're bringing in like legit. Dire- I mean, there were some legit directors last season, but it's like, yeah, it's like you know they could have just used the same people they did last time, but it, it was like pretty much all new directors this season uh, from you know the last one. So it it kind of keeps things. I think it fresh, keeps things fresh, and it gives different, you know, 
perspectives and even using, you know, different directors. Like, I, I love the fact that, you know, with The Mandalorian, it's not episode one, episode two, you know, sequential so much as, hey, this is a chapter and, you know, an event that happened within the chapter. Yeah, and that was cool about The Passenger. Like I said, each episode kind of has a different feel to it where this one's, you know, he agrees to take this lady who has to go to a meet her husband on a watery planet so they can continue th their heritage or their lineage. Yeah, they're, they're basically frog people. So she's laid eggs, but she's got to take them to her husband to, uh, you know, fertilize them. <clears throat> and, you know, she's afraid to travel in hyperspace because she's afraid it will damage the eggs. So they have to do it the slow way. And, so you take me here, my husband knows some Mandalorians, he'll he'll point them out. And then they end up running into a couple new Republic patrols who are like, hey, this ship was involved in a jailbreak, uh, well, you should pull over. And of course he gets, not really shot down, but he crashes on this ice planet. And this, ep like the last one was a straight up western. This one was a fucking horror movie yeah. set in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> like, I kind of, for anybody that, you know, um, yeah, had a fear, you know, watching Eight-Legged Freaks or Arachophobia, um, yeah, this is probably a thing of nightmares for most folks. <laughs> yeah, it's like giant freaking ice spiders. And especially when when Baby Yoda, they, they find this, like, warm spring, the frog lady's trying to warm up her eggs. He's like, we should get back in the ship because this planet's not safe. And you see these like things that look like eggs, and and he goes over there. And I'm like, starts trying to eat one. I'm like, oh no, this looks like aliens. Are we gonna? Is Baby Yoda about to get hit with a face hugger? And especially when he pulls out the first like little spider looking one. I'm like, that kind of looks like a face hugger. <laughs> I kept having thoughts of, uh, oh shit, we're playing Halo and this is the flood. Yeah, <laughs> when they all start peeling open and shit, it's like, oh fuck. <clears throat> but then. You know, X-Wing guys, like, find them and save them and shoot the spiders with, uh, like, and, like, he comes out and they're like, hey, uh, we, we kind of checked you out and, yeah, you were, uh, involved in this, uh, jailbreak, but then you also locked up, uh, you know, put your own life at risk to save this New Republic, uh, soldier and you locked up three highly wanted criminals, so we're just gonna call it even. Shit's kind of wild out here. You have a good day. And he's like, well, how about I forego that bounty and y'all uh, help me fix my ship? He's like, how about you get like proper papers on your ship and we won't blow your ass up next time? <laughs> he's like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. All right, that, that'll do. So what's more that'll dangerous do, to <laughs> a family lineage? The child or hyperdrive? Because, I mean, he was doing some work on those eggs every time he could get to the canister. That was so, like, gnarly, too. And there was so many people that, like, got, like, super upset about that. I'm like, he's a f he eats frogs. They are frog eggs. If if that lady was smaller, he would eat her, too. <laughs> I don't think he's doing it, you know. Like, I, And I think it is a survival thing. Because, I mean, you know, he really, you know, has no clue about his origin. Like, they show up and it's like, here, have some chowder. It's like, I don't want a fucking chat. I want some eggs. Oh, when he's having that soup and that thing just pops up and like wraps around his face. I mean, he legit he's got like, a oh, face hugger. <laughs> and, and fucking man is like, stop playing with your food. <laughs> Here, let me kill that for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the, 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 his poor ship this season. <laughs> that thing has been through some shit. 
I mean, I get the armor. Like, I, I, I think there should be an un, you know, spoken rule of uh, Mandalorian code that's like, if you lose your ship, you know, you've, <laughs> you've lost the way. <laughs> hard to find your way without a ship. Yeah, <laughs> that landing on the, and he's like, he's like, all right, we're gonna make it, we're gonna make it. Oh no, we <laughs> crashed in the ocean. But I mean, luckily, uh, I, I feel like that's not the first time that's happened because that crane was on the standby. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we got a recovery mission. Yeah, that that Mon Cal uh, mechanic guy is just like shakes. He's like fuckers. <laughs> I gotta go fish another one out of the ocean. But that too, you know, the, that leads us in episode three, the Harris, which uh, the not the Harris, the Harris, uh, which was actually directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. And you know, fish people, yeah, say yeah, we know how to find Mandos, and. uh yeah, hook him up with a sketchy corn. It's kind of like deadliest catch. They're on some kind of fishing boat, and then he tries to feed the baby to some kind of fish. Yeah, creature I'm not sure what boat. that was. I, I kind of got a Jurassic Park vibe. Like yeah. you know, there at the end of uh, you know, the Thorough Jur- Jurassic Park, the big ass you know monster just you know whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. I'm not a paleontologist, dude. But <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I kind of had that same vibe. I'm like, oh hell, they done uh, they done unleash the Meg on their asses. <laughs> Yeah, he jumps in there and they're like trapped, like, haha, we're gonna kill him and, and take his armor because that shit's expensive. And then you get three Mandos arrive and to start fucking stuff up. It kind of reminded me of that you know, episode from season one when, when all the bounty hunters are after him and the, and the uh, Mandalorian concave all shows up and like helps him out. And it's like anyone who's a fan of Clone Wars and uh, uh, Rebels, you know, when they show up and just start just murking people right and left. And then she takes off her helmet, and it's like, "Hi, I'm Bo-Katan." And like, "Holy shit, it's Bo-Katan!" And and then not only did it, you know, they had Bo-Katan from Rebels and Clone Wars. She's being played by Katie Sackoff, which voiced her in Clone Wars and Rebels. So it's like, "Fuck yes!" And, and I think that's the reason why, you know, this series just flows so well is because you know they. They reprised, you know, so it's familiar faces, familiar voices. It's not like, hey, we did this thing with people that sound and look completely different that are unlike any of the original, you know, characters that you might have been familiar with. Yeah, and and it was kind of cool, too, because the whole time, season one, where they're like, no, you can't show your face, you never take off your helmet, and I'm like, I watched Clone Wars and Rebels, like, this wasn't a Mandalorian rule. Where the fuck did this come up after the attack of the Empire? Then they almost wiped out the Mandalorian. And something it didn't make any sense. And then finally they're like, "Oh no, we're we can like this armor's been in my family for like you know eight hundred years. No, like that's just something." And like she, he, oh she's like, "Oh, you're a like son of the Watch, you know like like they're, they're like religious zealots." <laughs> well, that that to me like that was probably one of the one of the few moments uh throughout this uh i guess we'll call it a season there was so much that felt like game of thrones <laughs> yeah i mean you know this and you know i mean directly alluded to the night's watch it's like <laughs> oh i'm fucking john snow up in this bitch oh <laughs> uh, but yeah i mean and and when she's like i tell you what we'll I know a Jedi. I'll tell you where a Jedi is if you help me uh, jack this Imperial cruiser. Because I'm, because you know, last time we saw her in Rebels, she's like, I'm trying to, you know, retake Mandalore and be the leader of the Mandalorians, and I got my dark saber. 
which we know Moff Gideon has acquired at some point. So she's like, I'm, I'm building an army to retake Mandalore and we could use a, a ship. And that's the first time you've seen like four Mandalorians just straight fucking things up and how powerful they are. And those Imperials too, they're like, oh, there's, there's gotta be like, you know, 20 of them. And they're like, no, no, there's, there's, there's four. It's like, really? Cause they're doing an awful lot of damage for four people. Well, dude, I mean, one Mando, like that's a force yeah. to be we- reckoned with. All of a sudden, now you, now you got four of them? Like, dude, I'm, I'm sorry. And, and your stormtroopers still can't hit shit. <laughs> and I like, he's like, oh, commander, we, we've got them, uh, uh, they're, they're locked in the, uh, the control room. They're locked weird, and then all of a sudden, like, the, the freaking the cargo, cargo doors door open door. and suck everybody out. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I kind of felt like, you know, we've seen that in quite a few Hollywood movies. <laughs> yeah. Only if it was Fast and the Furious, they would have been driving vehicles out of the back of it. Yeah, and I like it, the, you know, at the first, when he first meets her and, and finds out that there's Mandalorians that show their face, that she he's like, oh, no, he's like, there's only one, there's only one way. He's like, no, there's, there's a couple ways. And then finally, they kind of like respect each other at the end. And he's like, yeah, she's like, you know, your deeds here will, will not be forgotten. You know, you know, I I will rec, you know, once you finish your quest, you should come help us, you know, but we will never forget your, your bravery. You're like, this is the way. And he's like, cool. This is the way. Peace out. I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to do my thing now. (coughs) I got to carry on my escort mission. This is a fun side quest. (laughs) and then they're like hey go to this planet uh look up an old friend of mine uh ahsoka tano they're like oh shit (laughs) yeah but i mean this was another one of those where it's like you know you you really kind of needed to be caught up on the rebels like you know because there were there were a few times where i was like man i'm kind of blanking here like i kind (laughs) of feel like i need to watch this other thing but i don't have enough time to binge this and binge that and then try to binge this as well (laughs) Yeah, because it was like, especially after this episode, this is where I was like, all right, I finished Clone Wars. I got to go back and watch Rebels now because, like, I, and like, because <laughs> I remember the Darksaber being a thing in Rebels and I remember it being in, uh, in Clone Wars too. So I was like, yeah, I got to go, uh, <laughs> refresh my memory on some of this stuff. I need to go to the Darksaber wiki immediately. <laughs> so then we get a return to, uh, you know, the planet that it all started on and, and visit our old friend Grief and uh, Cara Dune, which this episode was the Siege episode. It was actually directed by Carl Weathers, you know, aka, you know, Griff. And I like cool. It's like it's yeah, you know, time has passed since he left them, and they're like, oh, we've actually kind of made this a real town now. It's not you know now that the Empire we think is gone, uh, it's not a it's not a shit. Only like he's like the bar that all the ma- the bounty hunters like, is now a school and. <laughs> yeah, you know, some things have definitely changed. And, you know, Cara Dune is kind of like, became, instead of being hiding on, just kind of hide on the run, she's like, you know, I've decided Almost to stay like a, an officer Has of become sorts, like, like, you know, kind of the, kind of the marshal of that town. And then you find out that there's a hidden uh, uh, Imperial base there that they need to go blow up. He's like, tell you what, I'll fix your ship. You help us blow up these Empire guys that are on our back door. And they get that reveal that, like, Gideon's still alive and we wanted the child for some kind of nefarious science experiment. But Yeah, we had that, that was the thing, because, like, you're watching that and you're like, huh. 
Like, I, I remember that from, you know, the first season. And it's like, but then they're like, oh, no, that was recorded three days ago. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. And, like, and I think my theory anyway is now that the, the whatever, Rise of Skywalker came out, you know that they kind of resurrected a kind of a clone emperor. And I'm thinking that's what they were trying to take blood from someone who has force powers to try to figure out how to make a clone that had force powers. So I think this is all kind of precursor to the eventual rise of the first order and the clone emperor. So it's like <clears throat> these experiments, I think play into that down the road. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, anytime you're, you're trying to, you know, the dark's always trying to overtake the light, anything they can do to get themselves the upper hand. <laughs> oh, but the, the freaking, um, you know, how was it? The, the, the kind of the fishy guy that was the first bounty he took down <coughs> him coming back was hilarious. He's like, Oh shit. It's him again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And well, I mean, like, I love it. Like they step off the ship and you know, he's like, Oh, you, you kind of look like this other guy that, you know, <laughs> and, and then you see Mando step on and he's like, Oh shit. It is the other guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, the, you know, siege was a cool, but then the Jedi that everything from like, <clears throat> I was like, all right, these are all pretty cool. And then we get to episode five, the, the Jedi and it's like, oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever seen. And then like every episode after that, it gets better and crazier. Well, yeah, like for me, you know, because I, I did get to, you know, essentially watch everything from start to finish. You know, your, your your first three or four episodes were definitely, hey, we're setting the plot, the build up. Because, you know, at first I'm like, man, like we finished so strong you know season one and then to reset for all that build up and i'm just like there's certain things and i'm like this is so badass and like i i think for me probably at the end of episode four into five is when i was like oh shit i'm officially hooked yeah because yeah this one's and then and it's kind of cool because this was the first one with a uh, live action Ahsoka Tano played by uh, Rosario Dawson, who looked freaking awesome. But it was directed by Dave Filoni, who pretty much created that character in the Clone Wars cartoon. So it was kind of cool him getting to finally like play that, that out live. Life, yes. And just the introduction of that, of this kind of smoky, burned out world that apparently the Empire has been abusing and is you know, running this town. Whereas the first episode reminded me of a Western. This one was very much like a samurai movie, pretty much. But that whole thing where they send... Well, yeah, dude, they got lightsabers <laughs> and shit. <laughs> <clears throat> we we get away from the gunplay to switch the sword play. But yeah, when they send all those guys out into the woods to, like, get her, and then you just see those, like, the two lightsabers light up in the darkness, and she just starts slicing people and then cutting her lightsabers off and disappearing and then reappearing over here and killing somebody. I was like, oh, shit, she's gone, like, full ninja. <laughs> And then just shows up right in front of the town. She's like, yeah, you need to, uh, leave. you have until tomorrow. I'll give you 24 hours. Peace out. <laughs> and also speaking of like, you know, sci-fi royalty, you know, the, the, uh, you know, Imperial lady running the town, her enforcer is played by, uh, I can't remember his name, 
But it's the guy from like the original Terminator, the guy who played Reese. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, she was like just full ninja. But yeah, the, uh, the like I said, the guy from the original Terminator is kind of her uh, enforcer. <clears throat> and then of course, uh, Mando arrives, and <clears throat> they're like, "Hey, you're a Mandalorian. We want to hire you to kill a Jedi." Hey, I'm looking for a Jedi. Yeah, sure. I'll I'll go take a look. <laughs> One of the greatest double crosses. And and you know at the same time it's like, hey, I'm tasked with you know finding a Jedi. Like, I'm, I'm gonna find me a Jedi and I'm gonna befriend me a Jedi, <laughs> and then you're gonna have a Mando and a Jedi. So you know we were talking about the siege and like I, I don't I mean for me just to see you know. Fucking Mando and the Jedi team up and just do work, you know. Uh, fucking awesome for this episode. Oh, yeah. He's like, you know, a Mando and a Jedi, they'll never see that coming. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, I guess in typical Mando-Jedi lore, they're technically supposed to be enemies. Yeah, back in the the olden days, they, they fought a few wars against each other, but... On again, off again, allies. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I don't know. You know, definitely got some uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, you know, and and some Rebels vibes from this episode, and just a, a lot of the scenery. This episode was awesome too, because we went from, you know, kind of that swamp area to desert to just kind of all over the place, like visually. Like I just kind of want to watch everything on mute and just be like. <laughs> try to absorb everything that I was seeing. I was like, holy shit. Like, it's one thing to imagine in your mind and then you, you see, you know, somebody's portrayal of it in live action. Like, damn, that just works. It's that, beautiful. And <clears throat> this episode finally gave us a name of the child. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> so we have Grogu. Grago. Drago. Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, <clears throat> how long is, oh, look, it's baby Yoda. No, it, it's it's a Yoda-like species, but it's not Yoda. <laughs> but I, I, I love the fact that, you know, he's like, uh, okay, well, I still can't communicate with Grogu, other, but I know his name. <laughs> it's like, like, yes, that's my name. I'll look at you. What do you want? Like, why do you keep saying my name? Am I in trouble? Like, like I know I played with a little ball in your spaceship that I'm not supposed to play with, but... He's like, holy shit, he has a name. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, I, I don't know. You know, that was kind of the, the highlight that was like, oh shit, it's no longer just a child. <clears throat> and that before that, uh, when he had him crawling around in the... Uh, trying to fix the ship. Oh yeah, funny absolutely. It's like... Okay, where you just pulled out the blue wire, put in the red wire, but they're, you know, reverse circuited or something, and uh, make sure they don't... No, 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 don't, damn it, don't touch them! <laughs> like, like, anybody that's ever like, I really want to help you, you know, with whatever project you're working on, it's like, okay, just do exactly what I say. <laughs> wait, 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 no, that wasn't it. Okay, I can attribute that to... Hey, can you hold this flashlight for me? Because no matter where somebody holds the flashlight, it's not going to be where you wanted it. 
And then fries himself. (laughs) (sighs) But, you know, he does uh, go back to, all right, well, maybe we'll try this a different way. Oh, yeah, but... And then you get that fight with uh, him and the the Imperial gunslinger. And it's like, it's very much like we're about to have like a, the, the old West drawdown that we've been, been waiting for while, while Ahsoka and the Imperial mayor or whatever are fighting. And they're both there and just having that conversation. Like, yeah, <clears throat> sounds like my boss is about to lose. Uh, you know, it was just that, that casual conversation as they're getting ready to like kill each other. And then when you finally get the, the straight up Western drawdown was just, just fucking awesome. Yep. Everybody take your paces. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know, you know, for there to be so and, much... And, and, and it was the guy from Tombstone, too, so it's like, Johnny Ringo, I'll be your Huckleberry. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I just went full, like, Doc Holiday on him. I'm pretty sure, like, that was trending on Twitter for quite a while. Like, Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. But <clears throat> that, too, and we get the whole Ahsoka is looking for Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yes, absolutely. Speaking of another throwback to uh, Rebels. Yeah. And, you know, that was another one that I was like, damn, I really got to go back and revisit Rebels, you know, because I, I, dude, and so much of the books, you know, I mean, there's just on the, you know, Thrawn Legacy. And once again, it's just another one of those fucking hooks. Like, ah! <laughs> we're we're gonna keep that subscription, and and, and then we're gonna take the Netflix thing, and we're gonna start increasing the price. <laughs> yeah, like like we're gonna get you nice and addicted, and then twenty bucks a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, but <clears throat> then at the end, she's like, "Well, I'm not really a Jedi. I was a Jedi. I can't train." Yeah, you I mean, basically, me. you know, she was just the. You know the the apprentice. You know, um, she hasn't. And as we learned, she's master her Spanish. own message, our own mission. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, I, I I was really like, you know, seeing how much Osaka. Like, I was really expecting her to contact. You know. Master Luke or somebody and be like, hey, we have a child. He's got a gift. You're a master. Train him. But we didn't get that this episode. So, yeah, and like, she never really like, you know, I, it, had contact with Luke. You know, I'm sure he's famous. Someone should have known about him by now. But, <clears throat> yeah, she that Luke wasn't part of her, you know, Jedi world that we uh, that we know of. But she's like, hey, go to this this. uh planet that has a former Jedi temple, put him on the stone at the top and he can reach out through the force. And if he wants to, you know, if there's anyone left to listen, a Jedi will find him. So he finally like, sweet. I finally got somewhere to go. I know where I'm going. And then the next one, the, the tragedy. Yeah. And this dude, this was the one that was like, Oh, holy shit. Yeah, absolutely, because, uh, you know, you, you see the ship flying in, and it's like, huh, all right, these stones are precariously placed atop a cliff, like, it's like, who's been camped out in a cliff in a desolate land for quite some time? 
Uh, but you know, like, there's nothing that guides or says, "Hey, do the sequence of events." So they land the ship, and you know, he's like, "Well, there's a big fucking rock," and like this whole time, like I. I'm like, okay, he has to use the force to pick up the big rock, and like, there's going to be something underground here. No, it's <clears throat> basically just a, you know, communication beam. Yeah, and he's <clears throat> sitting there, legs crossed. It's like the first time you've seen him do like an actual Jedi like meditation, meditation pose. Yeah. yeah, and I, I don't know. Like, the other thing too is I, I really like because, you know, you've seen him use his powers. You know, a little bit, you know, interacting with Mando and stuff like that with small objects. And this is the first time where you really see him, like, have to take on something major. And you can, you know, just see, like, oh, he's not all that strong in the Force because it basically just zaps, you know. He's like, okay, I did this thing. I need to go to sleep for 24 hours. (laughs) Yeah, but... When they're there, and then you see Slave One fly in, I'm like, no fucking way. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> like, and then he rolls up, and he's like, "Hi, I'm Boba Fett." Fuck yeah! <laughs> yeah, we finally arm. got it. Like, oh, and then like, you know, he's like, "No, like I'm a Mandalorian. That's my armor. Uh, it's my father's armor." Yada yada yada. <clears throat> he's like, "Here, I promise you, no harm will come to you or your child as long as you give me my armor." And then the Empire, you know, interrupts their their meeting. And, and we then, get to see people do some work. Oh, yeah. And then we also have uh, uh, the sniper from last season who did not die. <coughs> nope. Still very much alive, <clears throat> present, and accounted for. And then just them, like, fucking shit up when the Empire shows up. And, you know, you know, Mando kind of has her back at one point, and he's like, and he's like, no, I'll cover you. Like I, I owe you that for leaving you for dead. You know, she's like, you know, I thought you were dead. I left you in the, you know, I had to get back to my child. So I kind of owe you one for not saving you uh, <laughs> when you were yeah. in the desert. I, I, I should have helped, <clears throat> and I was preoccupied, and I kind of didn't. So uh, this one's on the house. Don't don't shoot that child with a big beam of light coming from him. And then when Boba finds his armor. And then, like, shows back up and just starts wrecking shit. And I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, this was, like, I guess, like, I'm not super huge into sports. Like, I'll watch. But I guess this is why people, like, really get amped up for sports. I, I, I think, like, I had one of those moments. Like, Rachel's like, what the fuck are you making all that noise for? I was like, eh, you won't understand. <laughs> it's goddamn Boba Fett. <clears throat> I'm just going to make noise to myself. And, you know, speaking of, like, connections to other things, you get that, uh, you know, send in the Dark Troopers, and it looks just like the ones from, like, uh, Dark Force Rising game. Yes. <coughs> and they show up and, like, snatch, you know, the child, and then blow up the Razor Crest. And I was, like, talking to my buddy Mike afterward, and I'm like, is it weird that I'm, like, more upset about the death of the Razor Crest than, like, anything else? It's like, this is like Han losing the Falcon. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I, it, that was one that I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, <laughs> but then you had that moment where he's like, "Well, yeah, yeah, you proved it. It's your armor. Peace out." And he's like, "No, dude, I told you, 
We would protect the we child. We would protect the child uh, until it's back in your uh, your possession. We owe you a debt. And I'm like, oh shit, Bo was along for the adventure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know. We, we had the <clears throat> dynamic trio. And then he goes to uh, Cara Dune. He's like, hey, I need to find this ex-imperial. I'm wanting to bust him out of prison. She's like, uh, I'm like a legit like marshal of the New Republic now. I can't do that yeah, shit. Yeah, these stripes say I've got to obey the rules. <laughs> and then he's like, they took the child. And you get that look on her face like, oh, they did what now? Fuck them. <laughs> like, I'm in. <laughs> and I, I don't know, like, the the next, you know, sequence of, you know, like, just the grand heist. Like, yes, this was like, Ocean's I, Eleven. I, yes, <laughs> uh, like, I, I, I expected to see that from, you know, the the Empire side of things, you know, the, the plotting, the planning, and, you know, but no, it's like, hey, here's something you didn't anticipate, and now it's like, all right, well, you know what? I got a special set <clears throat> of skills and some friends. <laughs> <clears throat> and you get that uh, moment on Gideon's ship, and he just goes in there, and, like, Baby Yoda's sitting there in the freaking brig just, like, throwing stormtroopers around <laughs> and force-joking him and shit. I was like, that's fucking funny as shit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, but you know, gets tired. And, and you know... Got a little tuckered. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's known. And, uh... <laughs> I don't know. Like, that... <sighs> This episode was, like, as much, like, nail-biting, like, it's pretty bad, like, you know, Star Wars has done suspense better, you know, in, in the Mandalorian series than a lot of the, you know, actual big-budget box office uh, suspense films. Because <clears throat> it's like, you know, like you were saying earlier, a lot of these characters are kind of new, some are familiar, but you actually give a shit about them. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really care about hell, Finn, Ray, or Poe. I mean, they just didn't have enough connection. But, you know, <clears throat> the Mando and his people were like, I mean, they're like instant class. I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, these people are awesome. Like, I want to see what happens to them. And I, I, I like the whole, the the heist thing where they like they got to go get him from the space prison. And it's like a TIE fighter junkyard that he's like out having to do hard labor in. <laughs> and, um... Uh, I like, you know, Cara Dune goes and picks him up, and <clears throat> he's like, hey, like, you know, where are we going? What are we doing? And you see Boba Fett, like, walk out of Slave 1 with, like, the nice fresh paint job on the armor. And he's like, oh, shit. Oh, uh, sorry, dude. I thought you were this other guy. And then the Mando walks in. He's like, oh, fuck, it is the other guy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, that that was one of those moments. It's just, like, cool. But, you know, how quickly was it, like, you know... Like, they didn't worry about the dude getting all flighty or anything else. Like, immediately, like, you're this prisoner. Great. I'll remove your ankle monitor. Let's go. <laughs> I'm not telling you where we're going, why we're going, or anything else. But, uh, you know, the yeah, Empire they, needs you. <clears throat> you know, break into this Imperial mining colony to to find out uh, where Gideon is. <clears throat> I don't know. The, the whole lead up to them getting to the uh mining colony was badass too like there's yeah. so many vehicles and stuff like that that are introduced and it's like holy shit they're on the fury road <laughs> and the mando having to go up his armor and wear that imperial stuff and he's like getting his ass kicked he's like oh this stuff really sucks yeah <laughs> it don't stop shit like 
I would have laughed my ass off though, you know, like he's, you know, trying to protect the uh the mining rig, you know, as they infiltrate the the mine itself and it's like I would have laughed if like he started missing his blaster shots like a stormtrooper. Like <laughs> well, I can't aim, I can't see, I can't do anything like <laughs> Like secretly all the stormtroopers are superior marksmen. It's the armor preventing them from actually being able to hit a target. <laughs> I miss Bill Burr giving him shit the whole time. <coughs> yeah, it's like, oh, never take your mask off. Look at you now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, man, I'm taking this helmet off. I can't see shit. These things suck. I don't see how you people like just live in these things. And by you people, yes, I mean Mandalorians. <laughs> but I mean, that's just great, you know, roadside banter. Yeah, that is the role of the co-pilot to give the, you know, uh, driver. You know, something to, you know, keep entertained, keep occupied, yeah. focused on the mission. And But then, again, we also get, uh, we see how how far he's willing to go to save the child, because he's like, we get to the base, like, oh, you have to use facial recognition, so he has to take his helmet off, and he's, you know, the whole time it's been like, no, I can't show my face to anyone, but now that, you know, push comes to shove, he's like, fuck my, it, I'm, my hands I'll do this forced. for the kid. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and then... You know, Bill Burr comes in uh, as uh, Space Boston Billy, and, you know, because, like, the creepy ex-Imperial officer that he worked for is like, oh, you're the guys that saved that truck. Let me buy you a drink. And then he start, you find out why he's no longer an Imperial, and he starts like, hey, why don't we uh, toast to uh, Operation Cinder? And uh, you start he starts talking about how, like, you know, the Empire just sacrificed, like, his whole unit and all these civilians and shit. And, you know, it's like, that's the point where it's like, it went from Bill Burr, the comedian, to, like, oh, fuck, he can act. Because he yes, got, like, absolutely. super serious that much. And then shoots the dude in the face and then, like, hands the man to his helmet. And he's like, I never saw your face. You did what you had to do. We're good. And he's like, yeah, I won't tell anybody. I was like, that was, that was such a cool moment. And he's like, he's like, all right, you shot this fucking Imperial in the face. We're down. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't and know. he has that whole thing about, like, you know, you're doing what you have to. He's like, hell, he's like, if you can sleep good at night, you're doing better than most people. Yeah. And then after they find out that they're mining that stuff to build weapons and the Empire's just going to return someday because... People want order more than they want freedom. Dude, did that not hit you, like, the reality oh, yeah. of the world today? It's like, oh. oh, yeah. But they start to fly off, and he's like, hand me that rifle. And freaking snipes the thing and just blows up the whole base. And he just looks at him, and he's like, whatever you gotta do to sleep at night. And I'm like, fuck yeah. And then, like, you know, he does all that, and, like, Kira Dune, he's like, all right, yep, time to go back to jail. And he's like, she's like, man, it's it's awful bad that the, you know, you know, um, uh, he didn't make it. Prisoner six nine eight three four seven. You know, from where I was sitting, it looked like he blew up in that uh, base explosion. He's like, uh, "I can go. Uh, yeah, yeah, good luck getting your your little green guy. Peace out." Yeah. So I I don't know. You know, just to see all of that come full circle, like I really thought she was like, "Oh shit, you are a su- superior marksman," and try to recruit him or something. But she's like, "Nope, you've earned your freedom, and you know, have turned a new leg." Don't start yeah. another empire. Yeah, he's like, you did some rebellious shit, so you know, maybe later on we'll uh, see if you want to come <laughs> come back to the fold, come, uh, come a rebel. <clears throat> and, you know, fucking... So that brings us to the greatest episode. This is the episode that calls Tim to, like, call me last night. He's like, dude, did you see that? <laughs> yeah. This episode was badass. I'm going to give you guys some cigars. <laughs> Cause yeah, the the rescue, uh, so yeah, starts off with uh, Mando and Boba and Kara 
tracking down the evil scientist from the first episode <coughs> and capturing his ship. And I like that, you know, when he gets in there, the Imperial pilots try to hold him hostage. And one of them's like, hey, man, I worked on the Death Star. Like, I watched your planet burn. And he's like, yeah. And it was just a small price to pay to end, end your terrorism. But I like the fact that they went back and fucking, you know, just validated, you know, fucking clerks because which one? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like, I was, uh, yeah, Death Star's like, yeah, which one? And yeah, to the Empire, like, yeah, they're terrorists. The, the Empire is, to them, the legitimate government. And yeah, he's like, yeah, we st- so what? We destroyed a planet. You killed millions of people and you blew up my Death Star. And then he just pushes it a little too far, and she straight up shoots him in the face and, like, yeah, <laughs> nearly blows Homeboy's ear off. He's like, hey, we said we needed him alive. We didn't have to, you know, <laughs> he didn't have to be perfect. We just need him alive. Oh, <laughs> uh, then, I, you know, they get him, and they're like, all right, so what's next? He's like, yeah, we need to go talk to some more friends. And so they go back and find Bo-Katan. Chilling in a bar. And I, lo- I love that scene because Boba Fett has that thing. Like, you see him, like, walking into Jabba's palace, and it's just that slow look around as he scans the room. It's like him and Mando walk into the bar, and simultaneously both of them do, like, the Boba Fett look. I'm like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. At, at the same time, though, in my head, I kind of laughed because I was like, two Mandalorians walk into a bar. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Oh. But I, I, I like the fact of, you know, when Fett and, you know, what's her name, get into that little quarrel, uh, you know, and, and the bar, and it's like... Yeah, because, like, she's like, you're not a real Mandalorian, you're a clone. I've heard that voice a thousand times. He's like, hey, my father was a, a Mandalorian. He's like, she's like, you mean your donor? <laughs> and he keeps calling her, all right, princess. You know, yeah. just, just, like, the banter back and forth. And he gets in the fight with her, like, uh, you know, younger sidekick, and it's like... <coughs> Hell, if we fought half as hard as that, we yeah, we would have already kicked the empire's empire. ass. Yeah. yeah, but he, and she, and she's like, he's like, I need some help, and she's like, we're not all like bounty hunters. Some of us have a higher power, and he's like, he's like, oh, you want that dark saber thing? Uh, I can tell you where Gideon's at. She's like, oh, well, now you're speaking my language, homeboy. <laughs> what do you want the dark saber for? <laughs> and then, and, and he, she's like, you know, you should help me retake Mandalore. And he's like, yeah. You help me. My only concern is the child. You help me complete my mission, and you can have like whatever you want. Like, so I'm pretty sure you know next season he's going to go off with her and try to try to reclaim the homeland. But yeah, they're like you know, getting the Mandalorians and they come up the whole plan to like raid the ship. <clears throat> and like, they, like she's like, all right, we're going to fake use this Imperial stolen Imperial shuttle, which is the plot of like every episode of the Rebels. We're going to use the stolen Imperial shuttle <laughs> to break in somewhere. And, you know, they're like, she's like, all right, we got to make your shots look good. He's like, all right, just power up your uh, your deflectors there, princess. <laughs> Dude, they they almost flew into the exhaust port, though. <laughs> but, yeah, she's like, all right, what's the plan? He's like, all right, you, uh, we're going to go in and cause some damage. And you kind of, we're, we're the distraction. You slip in and go get your kid during the, uh, all the chaos. And But while you're there. Please shut down these dark troopers because if they it takes two minutes to power them things up and if we are boned if those things wake up yeah yeah just when they hit the 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 shuttle bay and but like dude like Mandalorian sniper Cara Dune all come out and just start fucking shit up you're like it's like it's that scene from the boys girls really do get it done yeah <laughs> <laughs> they do 
Like, I don't know. Stormtroopers can't hit shit. <laughs> and those things are like powering up, and I'm like, oh fuck, it's like straight up space terminators. <laughs> and, and and when that you know that uh, scientist is like, oh the the human part was the weakness, so now they're all droids. And he kind of looks over at Carrie like, I finally get to kill droids. <laughs> <laughs> but do you? Because what happens? Things take just a little too long. <laughs> and one escapes, and that thing beats the fuck out of him. He's like, it's like, luckily, uh, Beskar doesn't dent, but he's getting his head hammered into the wall. <coughs> well, I love the fact that, you know, he's like... All right, you know, I'm going to fucking, you know, try to use my, you know, flames. Ah, shit, that didn't damage him. Oh, okay, time for the, uh, you know, what, is it a slave missile or, you know, like the... What, the little miniature missiles? I yeah. I call them like whistling birds. Yeah, it's like a bunch of little little tiny tracking missiles. You know, that doesn't phase them because usually that's your get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah, that's like saved his ass so many times. Yeah. Now it's like ineffective. You know, but like sticks him with his luckily, previously in, you know, the season, he managed to find a uh, spear made out of Beskar. (laughs) Is it the Spear of Destiny? (laughs) It's certainly no pick. (laughs) But yeah, like, just... Yeah, so him finally takes its head off and then flushes the rest of them out out into space. Unfortunately, those things have jetpacks, or, you know, jet feet. Well, yeah, dude, we know from the song, you know... Backpack's got jets. I'm Bubba the Fat. Yeah, so, you know, in the meantime, the other Mandos take the bridge and secure the ship, and unfortunately, Gideon's not there. So and where Mando, could he be? Mando finds him chilling in the uh, the jail cell. <coughs> a little dude with, like, little tiny uh, handcuffs yeah, little... on. He's like, hi. <laughs> so does that just, you know, prevent him from being able to use his powers? Like... You know, because I feel like the Force is so much of a mind thing. Well, I think like, they've had, like, I've seen it in books where they're basically stun cuffs. So the minute he starts to do something, they'll shock the piss out of him. So it's uh, hard for okay. him to, like, you know, actually physically do you know, anything, focus to, to do anything. Um, But yeah, he's like, yeah, I got this Darksaber. I'm going to cut him. <laughs> And he's like, you know, and the man who doesn't know the whole thing about the dark saber, so he's like, he's like, dude, I don't care. You can have your ship. Just give me the child. He's like, all right, I'll give you the child. You walk away, leave my ship alone. He's like, cool, we're good. And then as soon as he walks by, he's like, nah, fuck you, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, <laughs> double cross. Hey, guess what? What does the dark saber not cut through? Freaking good Beskar. Yep, absolutely. Like, I got armor. I got spear. And I was like, you know, as a martial artist who has like. You know, worked with both staffs. That move he does at one point where he, um, he kind of flips the 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 staff back and then kicks him with a front kick. And as his foot is coming back, he kicks the spear and projects it over his head to like hit him with an overhead strike. I was like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. I was like, I would have learned to do that. Yeah, I was like, he's like, I'm gonna kick you. I'm gonna kick my saber up and like. Hey, Master, I, like, I saw this really cool thing. Does it work in reality? Can you show me how to do this? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that was just, just added a little more force to his uh, overhead strike, but I was like, that's fucking badass move. Yeah, no, th- there was so much, like, just the, the gunplay, the martial arts aspect, like, dude, this is all around badassery, but what happens? Your friends show back up. <laughs> yeah, so he, uh, 
arrest Gideon because Cara Dune wants him alive so she can turn him over to the New Republic. <clears throat> so if you're going to, you know, plan a caper, always make sure to wear a cape. A cape <laughs> will come in handy. Yeah. So he takes him back to the rest of the group and he's like, hey, found that saber thing you want. He's like, oh no, you can't just give it to her. She has to earn it in battle or she's just a pretender on the throne. Why don't you go ahead and kill him? <laughs> this is going to be funny. And he's like, cool, we have to fight. I, I surrender. Here, take your fucking saber. <laughs> and she's like, he's like, no, she's like, can't do that. You're now the leader of Mandalore. And he's like, whatever. But before they can kind of resolve this issue, the alarm goes off and all those dark troopers that he kicked out in space, they have returned. And now there's like, he's like, you barely beat one of them. How are you going to deal with like 40? Yeah. <laughs> and they're, I got a platoon now. Yeah. And you know, they shut the doors and they're like, oh, we are just boned. <laughs> and then you see, this lone X-Wing arrive. And I like, I love Cara Dune is like, yay, one X-Wing, we're saved. <laughs> she's like, totally under, she's like, we're fucked here. And they're like, like, hey, unidentified X-Wing, identify yourself. Radio Nothing. silence. And then you, they're, they're watching all through the cameras and you see this dude in a robe. Yeah, all the, all the robots that have been attacking the bridge are like, oh no, something worse has arrived. And they like stop and like, Defend the bridge while the rest of them go out to find this this new guy, and you see the robes, and you're like, at first I'm like, oh, is Ahsoka back? And then you see the green lightsaber and the one robot hand, and you're like, no fucking way. And then you get the most badass action sequence, especially when he gets t into the elevator and there's like the final squad of troopers in front of the door, and it's just like. Vader at the end of Rogue One nearly. He comes out of the elevator and just wrecks shop and like fucking force crushes like the last one and then walks in and like takes his helmet like, hi, I'm Luke Skywalker. And you're like, fuck yes! Yeah. Like this is the Luke we've always wanted, not the hobo blue milk drinking motherfucker. And I was like, this is like, this is like, we've always wanted to see Master Skywalker in action and we fucking finally got that in this episode i mean just seeing you know the one dark trooper be crushed like just like <laughs> yes puts into perspective just how strong the force yeah because really i mean mando who's been like the biggest badass this whole series like barely defeated one of them and luke takes on an entire platoon like it's yeah nothing. but at he the never same even, like, time sweat <laughs> you know he does have a little bit of help from you know grogu because he's uh you know there, he's he's channeled the force, and you know, kind of. I think he's basically giving Luke the play-by-play -play of this is where people are. And you see him like looking at the screen. He keeps looking back at Mando, going, "Are you seeing this shit?" <laughs> <laughs> For a guy that doesn't talk, he looks legitimately impressed. Like the 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 expressions <clears throat> are awesome. And then when he walks in, and he's like, he doesn't want to go. With you he's like, no, he's he wants you to give him permission. You know, and, and he has that moment where he's like, you know. He picks him and he's like, hey, it's time to go, guy. This is what you want to do. And he reaches up and touches the helmet because at this point he's never taken the mask off in front of the kid. And he finally, like, takes his mask off and, you know, he's like, oh, let me touch your face. I'm going to miss you, Space Daddy. And then almost as exciting as freaking Luke Skywalker showing up and wrecking shop, fucking R2-D2 shows yes. up. We're like, fuck yeah, R2! <laughs> and that's and even Gogru is like, oh, shit, what the hell is that? That's cool. <laughs> yeah, like they have their, you know... Couple of minutes friends. of uh, <laughs> friendship, and the the only thing about the meeting is, you know, when Mando is searching, you know, the wreckage, 
and he finds the little ball, you know, from the ship. I forgot about that. Yeah, like, you should have gave him the ball. Before like he left. I, I kept, you know, waiting for you know him to be like, "Hey, kid, I'll see you around," you know, and you know, flick the little ball at him. But then again, he's like, "Fuck, my ship got destroyed. This is literally the only thing I got <laughs> left of it." You see him like next season have a new ship, and he just has that ball like hanging, hanging like fuzzy dice. Like, yeah. No, I mean, that would be cool, you know? Something to be like, hey, kid, remember me? Here's your ball back. <laughs> like, that, that'll that be all of season three. No, no I don't I don't think so. I don't... I, I, I think, you know, with the departure of Grogu... Um, I know, think we're done with that story for yeah, a while. There's going to be a new Mando invention. Uh, I, I think maybe... Mando mission we, next season. If we see anything, it's going to be short snippets. I mean... You know, the child absolutely got a huge social media presence, but, you know, I I, I think... You know, I think we've kind of, like, you know, came to the conclusion of that story. I don't think there's much more they can they can do with that. And now Mando's free to go help uh, Bo-Katan uh, <clears throat> kill some more Imperials. But that's not the only thing yes. that the season finale had. Like we a Marvel movie. Got a we got a post-credit scene. And what's kind of cool is the week before this, and like I said, we'll talk about that in, in news here in a minute, Disney released this like massive list of here's all these new Star Wars movies and shows that are coming to Disney+, Plus, but they didn't announce one thing. And then we got a teaser at the end of this, which starts with, hey, there's Twin Sons. Oh, fuck, there's Jabba's Palace. And then you see uh, Bib Fortuna, which was Jabba's kind of uh, uh, right-hand man, has taken over, like, Jabba's business, and he's gotten all fat as shit and sitting on the throne with his, like, dancing girls and shit trying to play Jabba, and Sniper Girl just walks in, kills all the guards, frees the slave, and then in comes Boba. And he's like, hey, Boba, I thought you were dead, man, I heard all kind of rumors. And he just, like, walks up, doesn't say anything, caps the dude in the face, and he's like, yo, you're in my seat. And just sits down on Jabba's throne, like, he's, like, the boss now, and, like, you know, his... His sidekick, you know, grabs some whiskey and it's like, then it's like the book of Boba Fett. Like, oh fuck, there's another series that like they didn't, like they, they left that one off the list of all the new announcements and they're like, oh yeah, the thing y'all always wanted when you heard there was a Mandalorian series, fuck yeah, we're getting a, Boba Fett's getting his own damn show. So do we think he's getting a full on show or is the book of Fett going to be interwoven into, you know, the Mandalorian? I've because it because uh, that's one thing I thought I was like well are they just kind of ending the Mando story and this going to be Mandalorian season three you know but they said no no you're still getting Mandalorian season three next Christmas this is an additional series so I don't know if it's going to be an ongoing series a limited series whatever but yeah this is going to be its own story not season three of the Mandalorian we're still getting a, a season three separate from you know. The book of so next December we're gonna have two freaking Mandalorian shows on the on the air. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Gonna be so much. Oh. Like, yeah, I mean that was just so when we were getting yearly releases of subpar Star Wars films, and it's like eh, you know, kind of the excitement of hey, it's Star Wars. You know, sort of wore off. <laughs> Do we think we're going to get that same effect with, you know, a Disney Plus? You know, if well, they so far over... it's like Favreau and Filoni is like executive producing 
the Fett thing. I think they're 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 also involved in a lot of the other series that are coming out. It's like as long as those guys are doing work, I'm I'm sold. I'm not going to get the same reaction I had. Like, oh yeah, here's another Star Wars movie because the shit that's been on Disney Plus has been so much better than the studio stuff that's been coming out. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I can agree with that. You know, so far I've been much happier with the quality of content. Yeah, and the just the Oh, and also uh yeah, if you if you watch the yeah, I think it's Star Wars uh Galleries, which was like the making of Mandalorian uh series that came out last year on Christmas Day, like the December 25th, they're releasing a new I don't know if it's a whole season, it just says special. So I don't know how long it's going to be, but yeah, they're doing another like kind of making of Mando season two show coming out end of this week. It's so awesome. The making of the shows. Yeah. Just the technology behind this from that, uh, like watching that thing where they had the, uh, the, I think they called it the, the void or whatever where it's not really a green screen. It's like, it's a whole room. Like everything you see on the screen is basically projected on the walls. It's like a big wraparound 360 degree environment that they shoot this stuff in. And it's like, it's like technology I've never seen before. And it, I mean, it's pretty freaking amazing to see how they, they make this show possible. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I guess that's, you know, why the budgets cost the way they do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're basically making movies. I mean, there's no difference than stuff I've seen on like uh, this, you know, could have been a movie. So as we kind of wind down on this, uh, any final? Is there any highlights from this season? Cause... Yeah, it's called season two, <laughs> <laughs> chapters one through like sixteen. I don't. Know. Yeah, I mean, I can't <laughs> like. I mean, this final episode is probably the most epic. But yeah, seeing Bo Katan for the first time, seeing live action Ahsoka for the first time. Hell, even seeing, like, you know, Boba Fett's armor before Boba Fett actually showed up was so... And, like, so this this is the, like, I've always liked Bill Burr as a comedian, but this was, like, the season where I'm like, shit, Bill Burr can act. And even Gina, Gina Carano, who, who last year, I'm like, oh, I've seen her from a bunch of, like, kind of just lame action stuff, but she, would like, can legit act. And then even more so in this season. I mean, she had a much bigger role kind of in season two than she did in season one, and it's like... I really like that character, and you know, and, you know I kind of want to, you know, see her back. Hell, she may even be getting a spinoff series from some of the titles we've seen. So yeah, it's. I mean, there's so much good stuff. Like I, I love season one, but season two was like every week it was like. Well, Holy I mean, I just fuck, think they that did that. You know, it was, it was something to bring people that fell in love with the Mandalorian for nothing more than the child. To introduce, you know, uh, folks to, hey, these are the characters and the reasons for the mass following of Star yeah. Wars. And to, you know, pay homage to the lifelong, you know, fans of Star Wars that have been around since inception. Yeah, because, I mean, season one, we didn't get a whole lot from the original kind of series. It was like, you know, all right, cool, there's stormtroopers, there's... You know, a Death Star or a Star Destroyer, but there wasn't really stuff from Star Wars. And then this season, I mean, you got Ahsoka, Bogatan, freaking Boba Fett. It's like, oh, all those like you know actual Star Wars things y'all wanted last season. Here you go, motherfuckers. <laughs> yes. So speaking of like you know, 
greatness. What do you think of this uh this here twenty? Dude. Hit. Some of the Fuente flavor profiles are, you know, sometimes a little a little mild for me. But the one thing about Fuente is I've never had a bad experience. And this cigar, you know, I, I and I'm I'm gonna even forget about the Opus X label and everything else. This is a wonderful, you know, cigar as far as just a mashing of flavors. You know, this is one that I I, I don't even want to pair it with a drink or anything. You know, I I love the creamy, the earthiness, the touch of spice, like. It just excites the taste buds, and you know, I yeah. I mean, despite my coughing, and that's because I'm getting over a cold. This thing has been amazing. I mean, it's it's worth suffering through my cough <laughs> to keep enjoying. Well, like this. I noticed, like you're 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 coughing, and you're like, but I don't want to put the cigar down. Like, yeah, you you're know? like fuck this, I'm relighting. We're gonna suffer <laughs> yes, through. Yes, absolutely. I'm a professional. Damn it, <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, like I said, my prediction for season three is going to be, uh, I said, the 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 Bo and, and uh, Mando story. Uh, you got any any other uh, things you think we're going to get? At this point, or I anything don't... you want to see that we've not seen so far? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm honestly having a hard time thinking about what's lacking for me because. We're seeing these great worlds. At the same time, we're actually getting legit space battles and dogfights yeah. and I, everything you expect from a Star like, Wars movie. It, it, exactly. Like I, I'm, I'm having a really hard time being like, man, they really need to do this, or I wish they wouldn't do that. Like I'm, you know, I can yeah. pick apart a two-hour movie, but in 38 minutes. To 45 minutes, a chapter, like, it's solid content. Yeah, and it and doesn't I... really give me enough time to be like, oh, I'm going to nitpick every little thing. <laughs> like, you know, I, I, I saw people complaining about the de-aging that they did with Luke and everything else. And, you know, okay, yeah, we've seen them do that with, you know, um, Princess Leia in the past, too. I, You know what? It was for such a subtle moment that... I didn't have time to fucking pick it apart. Yeah. You I mean, know? It was, and and I, was it the, uh, I kind of wanted to see the Marshall return. Like, I hope they bring him back next season. And since we know Boba Fett is now taking over Jabba's palace, maybe he'll show up in Boba's series because, you know, he's on Tatooine. Fett's on Tatooine. He's probably, Fett's probably pissed off at him because he jacked his armor from the Jawas. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, I'm hoping he'll Timothy Elephant will return at some point. But with that, uh, I guess we're gonna wrap up and continue with this year's show.
42 cast is turning 100, but like all good things, it must come to an end. Tune in to our epic finale as we see who lives, who dies, and who gets their own spinoff. And then come back when the 42 cast is back for season two, with even more segments, more guests, and more of explaining why Ryan is wrong. It's why we're still the ultimate answer to fandom, geekiness, and everything. You can only find all this awesome by downloading the 42 cast, a proud member of the ESO network. And now it's time for all things nerdy and nerd news. And welcome to nerd news. Yeah, news. And we're going to continue with uh, our theme for this episode. And dude. It's just been an entire couple of weeks of nonstop Star Wars. Yeah, we spent a couple months going, well, we ain't got a whole lot of news this week. There's a Here's a thing, here's a thing. And then Disney just straight up dropped their dick on the table and like released a bunch of fucking news last week. Yeah. I mean, several trailers, several new show announcements. I mean, just flooded <laughs> the internet. Absolutely. But I feel like we can't talk about the the new stuff just yet without paying homage, especially after, you know, talking about the Mandalorian as much, you know, and how excited we were to see Fett. We've got to, you know, you know, talk about Jeremy Bullock and, you know, his passing original series or original trilogy Boba Fett before uh, what tomorrow Oh shit, I can't remember. The the guy currently playing Boba Fett who played Django in the clones. Yeah, the original Boba Fett was played by Jeremy Bullock, who, uh, from all accounts, super nice guy. I know several friends that have met him and got autographs at uh, conventions and stuff. And a guy that, I mean, there's tons of pictures of him still putting on the armor as an old man for, like, appearances and shit. I mean, he really loved the character of Absolutely. Boba Fett and, and being him. And, you know, for folks that, you know, may not recognize him, I mean, he's also, you know, got his name attributed to Doctor Who, James Bond, Robin Hood, like... Yeah, like one of those big OG English actors. Absolutely. So, you know, definitely, you know, sucks to come from such a high to, you know, losing, you know, somebody as passionate about the artwork and everything else as... As Jeremy, but you know, um, you know, uh, R.I.P. Nevada. Absolutely, this is the way. All right, so Disney, holy fuck! <laughs> yeah, like, hey, hey, HBO Max, I see you doing, you know, your theatrical releases and everything. Hey, check this out. We've already got a series that a lot of folks already love and know. And uh, we're about to, uh, you know, just drop the bomb. You like Mando? We got all kind of Star Wars shit. <laughs> and, and, dude, I love that. Because, you know, yes, Mandalorians are badass. But, you know what? We're going to get to see Andor, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Acolyte, more Lando, Asako. Um, you know, not to mention Rangers of the Republic. Which I think is going to probably be one of those series that... I'm going to probably enjoy because yeah, it seems like I mean there's not a whole lot of uh, it's going to be set during the timeline of the Mandalorian, so I'm assuming it's like that uh, that X-wing pilot that kept showing up that kind of appeared like he was a space cop. Yeah, you know he was kind of investigating shit. So I'm like, 
Rangers of the New Republic, you know, and, you know, made Cara Dune a, a marshal, a legit New Republic marshal. So, I mean, yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be like, kind of like a space cop show. <laughs> In the Ahsoka one, we're going to kind of see her, assuming going to see her kind of mission to find uh, Ezra or uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Because it, too, is going to be set in this uh, Mandalorian timeline. And even Andor, he was, like, this kind of the the guy from Rogue One. We're going to get to see a little bit more of his backstory as a kind of an intel, uh, rebel intelligence guy and see what kind of shenanigans he was up to. But then again, like, I kind of feel like I'm really going to enjoy Andor as well. Yeah, you I mean, I, I love that. You know, Rogue... you know, fucking Alan Tudyk, you know, uh, Diego, um, Luna. Diego Luna, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, I mean, like I said, we, we kind of talk shit about the new Star Wars movies, but Rogue One was the, the exception. That yes. one actually looked really great. Uh, anybody who watched the new season of Clone Wars, uh, there was a couple episodes with kind of like this A-team of whacked out clone troopers called the Bad Batch. Now they're getting their own animated series. <clears throat> so that's going to be... Should be pretty cool because I mean that they were they were kind of a cool thing in the in the uh, uh, that last season of the Clone Wars because they were just like badass. <laughs> I wonder what the acolyte is going to be. You know, I think it, from I mean the logo looks like something cut in half with a lightsaber, and that's what they kind of called the where the Jedi apprentices were called Padawans or apprentice. Acolyte sounds more like. A Sith term. So this may be like yeah. A dark I side mean, they story. mentioned you know it's during the age of the High Republic. Yeah. So I maybe you know, but this might be one of those kind of uh, you know obscure timelines that maybe we don't know a whole lot about. That you know it's like, hey, here's some uncharted territory you know that we can uh, fill in for the Star Wars fans. <coughs> And of course, the thing we 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 thought we were getting when they first announced Rogue One was like, "Oh fuck, we're getting a Rogue Squadron movie," but we didn't. But now we are. <laughs> we're getting a legit Rogue Squadron movie, uh, directed by uh, one one Roman director, Patty Jenkins. Because I love the X Wing series of books. Like Rogue Squadron is kind of in, and hell, even the Rogue Squadron games. Like I kind of like that story of like the X Wing pilots more than I liked like you know the adventures of Luke Skywalker and. The, like the the it was like Top Gun in space. We're gonna have to uh, get the Star Wars Squadron games just to you know amp ourselves up and yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm down for a Rogue Squadron movie finally. Yeah, absolutely. Like holy shit. Yeah, and then in addition, you know, to the the Book of Boba Fett and I mean freaking Lando, Ahsoka, and you know, a lot of these we don't have released. To, you know, the, the I I think right now like we. You know, outside of projected December 21, 20, yeah, for... Yeah, Rogue Squadron, we got like a December 2023. A lot of these are like currently going into production, but we don't have release dates on. I know the Book of Boba Fett's next, you know, next uh, December, along with the new season of The Mandalorian. And, you know, Ahsoka as well. Yeah, like I said, we've got all these announcements, but, you know, and oh, we we haven't even talked about the the Obi Wan Kenobi series, which is supposed to go into production next year. And they've even got Hayden Christensen, who played uh, 
Anakin Skywalker, a.k.a. Darth Vader, in the prequel films returning to, uh, I guess, be the new Darth, you know, Darth Vader in this uh, in this new series, which I'm not sure how that's going to work out because, you know, I didn't think Obi-Wan and Darth Vader saw each other again until New Hope, but, you know, you know it's, but yeah, it's kind of cool that they're, they're bringing back Ewan McGregor, they're bringing back Hayden Christensen, hopefully he's not whiny. <laughs> and, 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 and fucking dollar signs mount. <laughs> like. Yeah. And another animated series, I got the uh, freaking, uh, uh, a droid's tale, which is going to be like an R two D two C three PO series. So yeah, it's just like a ton of shit. And then the other side of Disney, we got the Marvel stuff. Yeah, because we <laughs> did get a uh, trailer for Loki, which looked interesting. There's definitely a Marriott cameo. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I, I kind of feel like you know the Marriott's been featured in quite a few Marvel films. Yeah, and you it's know? like and. You know, if you remember, like, from... are, are they just recycling the same footage and just putting <laughs> a you know different kind of filter or something over it? And yeah, that uh, that's the most famous elevator in uh, <laughs> in Atlanta. It shows up in like every I mean, hell Spider Man. They they had that. You know, it's like yeah, there's so many uh, Marriott appearances in movies. But I never fail to get excited when I see one. <laughs> yeah, that Loki trailer looked pretty awesome. It's kind of from. It looks like from uh, whatever, uh, I guess, Endgame, where they uh, Loki escaped when they were doing the time heist. So I don't know if it means this is like an alternate universe or whatever, but it looks like Loki gets recruited by some weird shadow government type thing. And then, well, I guess if you're a shadow government, great to have a trickster god on your side. Yeah, and then he's like doing all this like time travel shit where you see him like jumping out of an airplane and getting beamed up by <laughs> by. Th- <laughs> Someone was talking because you see him like wearing like a suit and glasses, and he jumps out of this plane. And when he gets sucked up, you see all this money go flying. And so everyone's like, "I think they just said Loki's DB Cooper." <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <clears throat> so yeah, that was one of the. Like I said, I guess we'll have to wait till that actually releases. But yeah, we got that trailer. We got a new trailer for Falcon uh, and the Witch. Not Falcon. Falcon and Winter uh, Soldier. Winter Soldier, yeah. And one for uh, 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 whatever fucking Wanda. But wait, there's a witch in there somewhere. <laughs> WandaVision. Uh, the red, uh, the the Vision Scarlet Witch series. But yeah, this is the first time we've seen trailers for these Marvel pro like you know the Loki series, the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier series, and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series looked like it had some really badass action sequences in the trailer, mm-hmm. and them two kind of giving each other shit, kind of like a buddy cop action film type thing and because like all these things especially all these marvel titles we've heard about them since disney plus came out and like we've well, yet to see any of these things get paid off i i think you know like disney plus launched and it wasn't long after that we had all the covid stuff you know i mean disney plus didn't launch with a resounding you know they were plagued by server issues and everything of that nature um and then you know i I think, you know, with the pushing of James Bond and we're seeing so many things migrate to HBO Max that Disney's like, hold on, you know, we, we, we got to give people a reason to stay and theatrical big box office releases still aren't feasible. So, uh, we've got a platform, we've got content, we got to get it to market. 
Yeah, I mean, the Star Wars stuff we just found out about other than The Mandalorian, but when this stuff was getting ready to launch, you're like, oh, we're going to have all these Marvel series, and we've had none of that yet. Yeah. But now it's like early next year, I think the WandaVision's coming out. Uh, I think maybe, it might be May that the the uh, Falcon Winter Soldier comes out. So it's like, we expect all this stuff to be there day one. It's like, no, here's all the old Disney, Marvel, Star Wars stuff. And then, uh, yeah, we kind of ran into some production issues with this other Marvel shit. But, hey, guys, we finally got that thing y'all signed up two years for two years ago to see. So it's like, all right, you've stuck with us for, t- like, we're sorry, this stuff wasn't ready day one. But it's the shit's finally starting to pay off. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. So, I, I don't know, you know, uh, just, dude, it's exciting to have some new shit to talk about. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of some new shit, let's, let's talk a little bit about Cyberpunk. You know, this is a game that I was really... Uh, Have you been able to play it yet? Because well, seems here, like there's some problems. Here's the deal. is um, I haven't, with all the holidays and getting ready for you know everything, I haven't got to spend much time with it past character creation. Um, I will say that me and a buddy, you know, both... You know, he's, he's probably got about 20 or so hours invested in it. We're both playing on PC. So far... I don't really have any complaints. I I think the complaints are uh, these next-gen consoles just don't have the hardware, you know, capability to push some of the ray tracing and some of these other things um, as Yeah, most of the I've been seeing have been from, you know, home. You Xbox know, because I think PlayStation and... actually pulled Cyberpunk from their store. I know uh, Microsoft had, yeah, they were you offering file a complaint, you could get a refund. Um, I don't know. I, I will say that this game looks like it's going to be a fucking riot just from the little bit of time. I mean, dude, literally you go through the character customization screen. If you're a male character, you can literally choose your penis length. <laughs> <laughs> like, the thing I've always wanted to do in a video absolutely. game. Absolutely. <laughs> and, um, you know, like there's no sensor bars or anything else. It's, uh, it's full, uh, you know... <laughs> I'm going to game out with my wang out, uh, you know, and then we're not going to discriminate against the female characters. So if you, you know, want the full, you know, video game female, uh, you know, uh, physique, it's, it's all there. Uh, (laughs) nice. Yeah. It's, I'm so behind on my gaming. I'm like, there's so many PS4 games I haven't had a chance to play that I'm like, all right, I need to go buy a bunch of PS4 games. Uh, just to like that, and it's got, like you said that people are having these problems. I'm like, yeah, that's why I don't buy a system, and, and that's super hard to find. Well, brand I new. mean, I give it six months to kind of work the bugs out and get the updates before it's. Oh, it'll take you that long to find one because well, I ain't paying like triple the price getting it off a from like bootleggers on eBay. Part of the problem is you know something we've discussed before, where there's always this rush to get to market and. You know, un- unfortunately, in the internet age, it's like, oh, we'll release a subpar product. Just the media hype will, you know, get us the sales we need. And then we can address the bugs and do patches and everything else later on. Like, I miss the days where if you bombed a launch, like, it was just bombed. <laughs> like, you bought a disc, and what was on that disc is what you got. Whereas yeah. now it's like, Hey, this disc is still eighty, ninety percent complete. Uh, we'll yeah. do a day one patch, and and then we're gonna do you know 
other patches and it's like hey i bought this yeah, game kind of and like, i've immediately got 50 gigs worth of updates like literally yeah, like having to buy something that's not ready has kind of become the norm instead of the exception like it, it i really feel bad for people in areas that don't have access to high-speed internet still um because dude like some of these updates like holy shit like Oh, you're telling me I got to download 50 gigs and my connection is no faster than, you know, fucking 3G? <laughs> like, so a I'm week from up, now, I'll be able to play this game. <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> and, and by the time that downloads in a week, there'll be another update. <laughs> yeah, so, it's pretty fucked. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, you know, just, I, I can't wait to spend a little bit more time with it, though. You know, I, I will say that that so far I haven't encountered anything grain ba- breaking that I know of. But you know, your experience and mileage may vary. <laughs> Join the master race, <laughs> fuckers. <laughs> Got anything else for us? Uh, I I think that uh, about does it for me. With that, we'll be check us out on. CigarNerdPodcast.com. We're on the ESO Network at ESONetwork.com. Uh, no science this week because we've we're running running over because there was a lot of shit to talk about this week. I'll have some science for you next week, and I uh, apologize for all my coughing. I swear it's not the Rona. Uh, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Cigar Nerd Pod. Get your energy drinks at Real Men Smoke Cigars. Uh, energy drinks at StrikeForceEnergy.com. Get your shirts at Real Men Smoke Cigars and promo code. Cigar nerds for 20% off your Strike Force order. And with that, this is the way, and quit calling him Baby Yoda. It's Grogu now. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We are your hosts, Smokin' Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.